0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to you In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning, our Lord is addressed as a teacher. And it's very easy to see this scene as a scene, maybe, that you experienced. In your childhood in class there's usually one or two in the class who always do the homework always have the answers always know uh, how to ask the right questions in order to show that they really did study read etc so that they can get that a plus or well We used to call it teacher's pet, right? Maybe they still do that. I don't know. Maybe they've been told not to do that anymore. Probably a good thing. But we have the teacher's pet. We have the fellow who knows that he's kept things. So when he comes and he says, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He's asking the right question. He's asking the most important question. But Jesus' response is a little odd if you consider it. Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Well, okay. Jesus is good. We confess him to be God. Why is he deferring here? Why is he saying, why? And then he's saying, no one is good but one, that is God. Isn't this a contradiction? In fact, this is one of the things I'm sure you have encountered at some point, where there is, you know, Scripture contradicts itself all over the place. This is one of the examples. See? If Jesus is God, why does he say he's not good? Why does he say no one is good but one, that is God? Isn't that him pointing away from himself, talking about God and not himself? Well, he is called the good teacher. And our Lord, of all of the ways, the titles, the ways in which we approach God, our Lord Jesus Christ, one of them is that he is a teacher. And like any teacher, he uses all sorts of questions, situations, to teach. And so he uses this time with this man to start the path of humility, starting the path of showing the one who is good, the one that you need to call and focus on is God. Because you can tell already in this man's question, he's looking to affirm himself. He's looking to show off to the rest of the class. But our Lord is showing him, you need to have your mind, your heart, everything focused upon God the Father, And Jesus is the perfect example of this. The one who, in his humility, his outpouring, shows everything towards the Father. He also confirms for him eternal life is the keeping of the commandments. To enter into that life is the keeping of the commandments. So the man asks him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man, he knows these commandments. These are the basic commandments. This is the backbone, the fabric of the law. And he knows, and he has known from the beginning, that he's kept these things from his youth. And so he asks, what do I still lack? Outside of the situation of asking in order to receive answers that he already knows, I think we have a case here of someone who is I'm going to term of keep make a phrase here a, a someone who's doing all right holiness. They've got the basics down, murder check, not committed murder, adultery nope, stealing not really a problem, never thought about it, bearing false witness. Maybe we have to think a minute there. I no, I don't think so. Honor your father and your mother. Of course. For some, that's really easy. Shall love your neighbor as yourself. You can tell we're getting a little bit more intense with each commandment. But he's got no problem with this. Yep, I've done that. I have kept all the commandments. I'm innocent of all the big sins. So, Jesus, good teacher, what do I lack? I want eternal life. I'm not that bad. What's going on? Jesus says to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Jesus ups the ante. It's no longer where are the things That you have not done the basics then also of the law. But if you want to be perfect. If you want to be perfect. If you want to be with God. If you want to follow him in everything. Then you have to give up the thing That you are the most comfortable with, the thing that shields you, that you rely upon, that you don't really realize is the thing that stands between you and God. For this man, that is his money. It is one of the ultimate tests. For many of us, we can go through and we can say, I've not murdered anyone. I've not committed adultery. I've not stolen. I've not lied. I honor my father and mother. Or maybe it's not these things. Maybe it's not the commandments, but it's a general, and especially in our culture, we have kind of a different set of commandments. I'm nice. I generally get along with everyone. I don't really have that much conflict or, you know, my life is just kind of going along. When we encounter our Lord in his holiness and we're seeking after eternal life and the keeping of the commandments, something is going to come up between us and God. It may be money. It may be what people think about us. It may be any number of things. We stand today at a transitional time. This is the leave-taking of the nativity of the Theotokos, but it's also the forefeast of the exaltation of the cross. We have before us the Theotokos, who gave all and lived her entire life in dedication to the treasure that is found in heaven. In many ways, the church puts before us the Theotokos as the perfect follower of our Lord. And then we look towards the cross and we realize the perfection that is found in our Lord's life and sacrifice that we have in following after our Lord to give everything up. For ultimately, our Lord is asking for us not the fulfillment of this little commandment, this commandment, this commandment. He wants our heart. He wants our love. He wants our perfection for us to lay aside everything in this world that comes between us and heaven. When we hear this message or see and experience those blocks, those things that we come up against, we're like the young man when he heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had a lot of stuff. When we encounter the call to holiness, when we encounter what our Lord says, the desire to be perfect for the sake of heaven. We can encounter this and we can walk away in shame or dejection or possibly even anger. How could he ask me this? How could this be what I need? Because what I really need is for you to just kind of look over this. Let's focus on something else. There's always that thing or a cluster of things that stands between us and our Lord. And Jesus says to his disciples, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And his disciples were astonished. Who then can be saved? Who can be saved? The disciples acknowledge the great challenge. If our hearts are attached to this world and the things in this world and not our Lord, who can be saved? But it doesn't end there. Our Lord looked at them. Can you imagine our Lord looking you in the eye? He says, With men, this is impossible. All of the things that you have, that you think, maybe the little things that you think are going to help you, this is impossible. With your own energy, your own desire, but with God, all things are possible. Christ came into this world to save it, the gospel also said this morning, not to condemn He honors every single small movement of our heart towards Him. Now, it may look like it's impossible. It may look like the keeping of the commandments and the perfection, the holiness that God calls for us is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It may be not according to our schedule, our expectations, or our plans. But as we stand amongst the host of saints, as we have seen and can testify to the little ways in which our Lord has freed us, has grabbed our hearts and pulled us towards himself, we know that all things are possible through God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.